This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hello everyone, it's your favourite podcast host here, Joe Redman, just letting you know that the TalkSport Fan Network is now proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. This sports social podcast is brought to you by BetVictor where live streams, smart stats and in-play betting can help you make your best bet yet. 18 plus, BeGambleAware.org NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that you can stay close to your team even if you don't live in their town. Like, maybe you're a Raven who married a Seahawk who got a job in the land of the Falcons. With NFL Sunday Ticket, you can watch your team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games no matter where you live because you shouldn't have to change teams even if you change towns. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. We're going to build a train so big, it can't be stopped. From the executive producers of Power. We got enemies eyeing us, cops clocking us. Comes the new season of Power Book 4, Force. Tommy Egan is the linchpin to breaking down all of these gangs. Egan's too dangerous to be left alive. Power Book 4, Force. Game over. Premieres Friday, September 1st, only on Stars and the Stars app. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of day it is that you're listening. Are we doing that still? Or watching? Yes, we are doing that still. Or watching uh, this latest episode of Turfcast Podcast with me, Joram, and my good friend, Simon Towner. Something a little bit different for you all this week. Obviously, we've ditched the Burnley background. Don't worry, it'll be back. Uh, We've ditched the Burnley shirts. Don't worry. Uh, they'll be back, uh, and I've, of course, donned my England shirt, and I have the Euro 2020 in 2021 background behind us, because we are going to be mainly talking about Euro 2020. There will be some Burnley chat towards the end, so stick around for that. Uh, the news has just broke as I came live on air that it looks like Aston Villa are going to beat us to Ashley Young, but let's be honest, everybody expected that as soon as Aston Villa showed a bit of interest. I don't think any Burnley fan thought, oh, well, we'll beat Villa to the signing of somebody that used to play for Villa and probably wants to go back to Villa and can earn more money at Villa. Um, but yeah, we'll get into that. Um, first of all, mate, the Narcities, how are you? You are at? I'm very well, mate. Enjoying the Euros. Yes, yes. I love international tournaments. Yeah. I just, yeah, I just watching football all day. I, I watched North Macedonia against Austria with you. Actually, yeah. uh, I, I made sure I was watching that. I've been watching Finland against Russia, um, which unfortunately I've had to break away to record this. This is the first time I'm missing a game. Sam is still watching it. Yeah. Sam is still watching it. I'm in the kitchen, so there's no TV in the kitchen. I should have set up in the office, shouldn't I? Uh, been a bit more professional, a bit more of a football fan, but I always felt that this looked a bit better um, in terms of backdrop anyway. But it's still 1-0 to Russia. Uh, yeah, 1-0, 48 minutes. There you go. Um, so the reason why we've waited until now to do a Euros is not because we're a pair of lazy bastards, like some people were suggesting. No one has mentioned Mark Howarth. All right, that's partly, partly to do with it. I'm a little bit lazy. Um, but I wanted to also do a um, a Euros chat when we've seen everybody play. The first round one is now over, like the round one of matches is now over. Um, we've been a couple of surprises in there. Um, 
In terms of the results, the Finland beating Denmark um, was a surprise. Obviously, there was a lot more to that game uh, than, than just the result. I think it's fair to say we'll get into that. Um, any other game results that have stood out here? I think that's that's the only one for me. Scotland losing so easily. Um, I didn't expect them to lose so easily, but I won't say it was a shock because I still think Czech Republic are a better side. Um, so I won't say it was a shock. But what's what stood out for you in terms of results uh, after this first round? Um the strength of Belgium was one that's definitely stood out to me looking back. You know, they got a 3-0 win and they looked solid, didn't they? They looked yeah. so good. Um, how boring Spain were. Yeah, just pass, 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 get to a shooting position, cut back, pass. They, yeah. I don't think they had one shot on target. No, they, it, I can't remember that stat, but yeah, absolutely boring to watch. Um, but yeah, I think Belgium looking good. And then the Welsh, mate, the Welsh, at the end of the day, they got a draw. Um, and they look good for it, and Keeper Moore and all that lot up top. It's, Against Switzerland, uh, wasn't it? Yeah, which is, you know, they're not a bad side. They've got some good players in it. Decent, as, well, they got, to the, they got to the final stages of the uh, Nations League. Yeah, um, as have um, Wales, got some decent players in it. But Keeper Moore, the argument of, they are the Burnley of the Euros, I would describe their football. There's been a lot of that, hasn't there? Soon as somebody plays a bit of negative football, ah, oh, Burnley of the Euros, Burnley of the Euros. We are massive. We are massive. I'm not dis. Grabbing, sorry, their negativity. I'm saying their strengths are playing with a big man, playing a four-four-two at times, um, and, and just playing football in all different angles rather than just passing. And Spain, for example, are the polar opposite. And look what that got them. Exactly the same draw to score a point. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Uh, who's? I think. I think. Yeah. I, I think the. Well, I'll tell you what, we'll go into that Denmark game because uh, mm. it was obviously the, the main talking point of the tournament so far. Um, and we always like to have a bit of fun on Turfcast, uh, or Turfcast does the Euros, as this will be called. Um, so we'll get the series stuff out of the way first before we can all have a, have a bit of a footy chat and, and, and a bit of banter. But bloody hell, I was astounded, shocked, amazed, not in a good way, obviously, amazed that the BBC was still running it. Um, obviously, for those that don't know, obviously Christian Eriksen suffered a cardiac arrest or an expected cardiac arrest on the pitch, was clearly dead on the pitch for what five minutes, whatever. Yeah, I don't know yeah. what the exact stats are. Don't know what the exact stats are. But and then obviously we saw CPR, um, a defib out on him and everything. It was just incredible to watch, wasn't it? But it was one of them things that were disgusting that the BBC showing it. Everybody was disgusted while watching it. But everybody just couldn't, you just couldn't take your eyes off it. No, I said this to people this week when I've been at work that I was watching it in prayer for him to, to wake up. It's like I weren't yeah. watching it for the car crash of it or, or you know, the negative sides of it or the, or the sadistic sides of it, I should say. It was more a case of, come on, man, you can do it. And and I genuinely am not going to lie, when they put curtains up around him like an awesome entry. I, I, I thought he was dead. I, when, when them curtains came out, I thought, yeah. oh, he's died. They've, they've said a time of death, whatever. And, and they've, they've I, 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 I was working at the time, but it was on the TV behind me in the office. And I put that curtain, they put that curtain up and I was saying to it, lads at work on chat thing, because I work from home still, like, they've got the body bag out, he's, he's gone. But obviously they must have just been doing it for protection. Yeah, well, it's interesting, isn't it, how they protected him there, but not through the yeah. the resource I th part. I, th I, th I think they've obviously come to a conclusion at this point where they're like, oh, hold on, there's a ring of Denmark players around us. There's so much criticism on social media. Let's get something done here. It, it needed doing, didn't it? Let's be fair. Fair play to Denmark players. Denmark, uh, do you know what? I said it earlier, and the only way I can describe it, it was a perfect execution, is the wrong word to use, of how to deal with that scenario because not one person did the wrong thing in that scenario in my opinion apart from the cameraman well i'm not going on to that i'm on about how to save a man's life you had from 10 seconds of him dropping on that ground everything was done in the right way in my opinion yeah yeah um it's obviously the good news is that he's okay yeah. um i don't want to say 100 fat and fit because it look i doubt he'll ever play football again um, I can't see him ever playing football again. There's not been nothing official on that, but he did put a tweet up, uh, sorry, an Instagram post. Uh, so there he is, big thumbs up. That's good to see. Obviously, if you follow so, uh, Turfcast on social media, you will have seen this already. But if not, um, I will read it out for you. Uh, read it, read it out for you all. 
Um, he says, hello, everyone. Big thanks for your sweet oh. and amazing greetings and messages from all around the world. It means a lot to me and my family. I'm fine under the circumstances. I still have to go through some examination at the hospital, but I feel okay. Now I will cheer on the boys on the Denmark team in the next matches. Play for all Denmark. Best Christians. Obviously, that's brilliant to see. Yeah, massive. Uh, our buzzing. I don't know. I mean, we won't keep going over it because you could talk about this for hours. But he, uh, he, you know, I don't even know the guy, but I was just heartbroken seeing it happen. And every single person in the country would be saying, I'm not the only one, I'm sure. But I just, you were just begging for him to come through. And then to hear that he did, I still felt like this horrible feeling inside me. But I mean, it could have been far worse for everybody involved. And yeah, fair play to the guy. Yeah, definitely fair play to him. Um, and another thing I do want to touch on before we move on is the fact that they had to play it again that day. And of course they lost the match because all of them lads um, that forced themselves around him so nobody could see nearly watched their friend die. Um, five or six of them were in tears as it was happening. And they were, some of them were watching it, like praying, like you say, like we were, they did get through. Some couldn't, so they turned away, but still crying. Um, and obviously, I was watching it on um, the BBC because I was in the office. You were watching it on a perfectly legal uh, streaming device. Um, but they continued to show it and they continued, not the incident, sorry, the, uh, the aftermath of the match. And it showed them warming up again, didn't it, before the match. was the BBC just said, right. oh, here's the rest of that match. Yeah, and they were crying warming up, you were saying, didn't, didn't, weren't they? I had it on two different things because in, in, in my shed, I had it on, on a perfectly legal thing with, and, and I won't say the name, but Andy Gray was on there and Martin Tyler. And they were like debating it on there. Martin Tyler were fuming, like, this should not be happening. I can't believe Andy Gray was like, no, no, they, they, we, you're not giving them enough credit. If they say they're fine, they're fine. And then he's zooming in on plays, crazy. He's like, yeah, they're emotional, but they'll be fine. <laughs> no, no chance. Not they should not. And it's come out now that UEFA have, well, apparently, uh, this is what, what Peter Schmeichel said. Obviously, he'll. Uh, well, no, he was sorted, um, Yeah, it'll be Casper, I presume. Um, uh, what were I going to say? Yeah, that um, UEFA threatened them with a 3-0 forfeit if they didn't play it. I mean, what on earth is that all about? They've just Somebody nearly died on the pitch. At least wait 24 hours. Minimum. I agree. I think the fact that there was there's three options on the table imminently after the thing is the wrong thing entirely. There should be no options on the table till the morning after, and we decide it there and then. Uh, in my opinion, and Denmark will forever be remembered as losing that game for this reason. And and do you really want to win that game in this in this that scenario as well? You know, the other team didn't look like they were happy with it until no. You know, I know they celebrated at the end, but clapping out the players at half time as if to say felt sorry for them to having to yeah. come out. Oh uh, well, I think and, and, and yeah, it would it would just everything was just ludicrous, and the fact that they made them come out and do a five minutes and then a five minute break and then into the second half, it was just all just complete farce. But anyway. Uh, enough on that. Obviously, England, we've had our first game. The three-line shirt is on. Recently purchased, not going to lie. Got it after the win. Tried my best to get it before the win. Went to Sports Direct the morning of the game. Sold out. I, I, honestly, I walked to Sports Direct at five past 11. And they'd all gone. It, it opened at 11. Uh, and for so long, when, when they released this shirt and the other shirt, I'm like, oh, they're small. But 70 quid, no chance. No chance. Comes at tournament. I'm like, take my money. Take my money. So that's exactly what I did. I went to the Trapper Centre yesterday. Um, and we got it. But um, a win against Croatia. Um, Sterling with the goal. What did you make of the England performance? Do you know what? I were really happy with it. I mean, I've, I've heard mixed reviews. I'm thinking everyone's entitled to their opinions. But I think it was a team that, in the very recent past, have turned us over on the biggest platform we've got to in a long time, in the semi-final of a World Cup. Uh, well, 1-0, obviously everyone remembers, turned us over. And we never look like losing that game. You know what I mean? And, and I think it no, doesn't matter how you win, they say. But I thought we were comfortable throughout. I feel like Raheem Sterling, if he, you know, if he doesn't get his legs tangled up, he's got another two goals in that game alone. Yeah. He, yeah. Uh, he does the hard bits and then just panics, it almost feels. But, he, you know, Harry Kane, you know, when he collided with the post, that was half a chance. But he had a quiet game. He did. And I still think we look like the better team. Now, if you can take your star player out of the game and still look like the better team, then you've done well, I think. I agree. I agree with the I agree with the the main word you used there, comfortable. We never look like losing that game. Let's be honest. I can't off the top of my head, admittedly, I think I had three beers before the game had even kicked off, but I, off the top of my head, I can't remember any Croatia chances or, or decent chances. I know 
Pickford tipped one onto the post, um, but it was a long distance effort. Obviously, uh, again, apologies if I'm, if I'm missing something. Um, but I, I just feel like with the attacking talent that we have, we should be penetrating, for want of a better word, teams more. Um, we should be getting at them more, getting in the faces more. And I, I genuinely believe, I, I feel like I did criticising them when we've won and criticising Southgate's team selection, but I don't think any other Englishman on the planet selects that 11 to play that game. Tyrone Mings, even most Villa fans think he's dog shit. Well, for England quality anyway. I'd have had Ben. Obviously, it's going to be Maguire against Scotland. Hopefully, he's he's better. Uh, But again, Sterling, he scored again, so I feel like I did criticise him, but I I wouldn't have had him him in there. Um, And I think his overall performance... You know what? One person I am going to fully hold my hands up and say I was wrong on is Calvin Phillips because when I saw him I was like oh for God's sake yeah, he's, he's good but he's not England uh, but he was sensational with Cal- he was the best man on that pitch and he rightly won the, the BT UK man of the match I think it was he didn't win the Euro one I think they gave it to, to Sterling but that's probably about um, that's probably, you know the Budweiser one in the Premier League where they just give it to somebody for sake of it I think, I think that's what they've done there but um, yeah I, I do feel we should be Getting at teams more, but having said that, that is going to be our hardest game in the group stages. No offence to any Scotland fans listening, but um, I think Croatia are the, the, the other decent side in the group and, and we comfortably got past them. But yeah, I'd like to see us go at teams a bit more. Yeah, dude, but again there, mate, you made, the, you made the point. That is the hardest team we're going to have to face. We faced them last in the semi-final of the World Cup. They got to the final. They are not an average side. They're a good side. Um, and Scotland... And Croatia, looking at them two when they played each other, I don't see an imminent threat other than the rivalry of Scotland. That's yeah, the only yeah. thing. Obviously, yeah, Czech Republic we've got next, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but yeah, Sorry. if Scotland were just a, it, yeah, if Scotland were just another team from, yeah. I don't know, like like your same players in region before, or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be like, oh, this will be 3 4 0 but it's Scotland. Uh, it's nice that you mentioned that. It's a nice little segue. We will talk about the Scotland game now because it is, of course, up next. When is it? Friday. Friday, 8 o'clock. It's on my calendar. You see the little red sticker that says important. So the missus doesn't beers. miss it. Eh? You're coming for beers? What you said? Uh, yeah, I'm working till 6, but then I'll be straight over. Because um, no. we're allowed to now. Um, so we can fully admit that we do it. We do it in the um, But, yeah, it's um, Scotland game. What are your thoughts going ahead to that one then? I think it's going to be, like like, like we were just saying then, um, any other team with the same players, just to call different name, or from a different area, should I say, easy win. But it's Scotland. It means more to them than it means to us. They're going to be well up for it. Not that it doesn't mean nothing to us, by the way, because obviously I clearly want to beat them, but um, I'm not trying to belittle belittle that, but I do feel it means more to them uh, than it does to us. Um, and they're going to make it awkward. And a lot of their players, you know, your McTominay's, your Robertson's, you know, they know our players very well because they're playing the same teams as them. So it's going to be a very awkward game. I still think England will win, um, but it's going to be a tough game, I think. Probably just as tough, if not tougher, than the Croatia one. What, what, what are you thinking? I 100% agree. They have got good players. McTominay McGinn, uh, one of my favourite yeah, players. Class. Premier League. Never mind, just the, uh, the Scotland side. Robertson, it was absolutely influential down that left-hand side. So... Let's be fair, you stop Robertson, you're going to stop most of their chances being created, um, in my opinion, anyway. But McTominay played really well. It, they were quite unlucky in some respects, Scotland, because they overcommitted. Uh, yeah. And then that, it was like a shot, weren't it, that just scuffed into the defender, uh, who's then broke away with the midfielder. And from that position, I don't think anyone else is in the wrong position. It's only the scenario that made everybody in the wrong positions. Everyone were too far at the pitch because the scenario changed. Uh, so yeah, I don't. F- I feel they were. The score didn't reflect their performance. I don't think they were that outclassed by Croatia. No, I agree with that. I think two 0 flattered Czech Republic. Czech Republic um, I think two 0 flattered Czech Republic, but I do think on the balance of play, Scotland did deserve to win and probably did just about deserve to lose. Um, if they overcommit like that against England, then we will just pick them off. Um, and I think that result has has, has pushed into our favours a little bit because if they lose, if you lose two in a row in a European Championship, you're, or, out, or yeah. it's gonna, you're out. So they kind of have to go for it now. Um, a, a draw minimum for Scotland, um, but they, they need they need points. So if if we're winning at you know the 75th minute, they're gonna have to come at us, and I think that'll just play into our hands to be honest 100 four points is the magic mark in the euros 
Uh, everyone's aiming for that. I think we'll see some changes. I think we'll try and give other people a run out because I do think that take your rivalry hat off, take your sort of like, you know, nervous head off. You should be looking at that as, right, well, this is a different side. We could use different players and still get the get the result that we expect, which is a win. Uh, yeah. A draw a draw would do it, mate. But I think, my opinion, send your strongest 11 out in this game. 100%. 100%. Yeah, get the job done. Six points. Get it in the bag. Don't let Scotland get any bragging rights. Because if you stick your B side out and then get beat, Scotland fans are going on about it until the next time they qualify for a, a major tournament, which could be another 20 years. Well, and then, you know, you, you put the pressure on the Czech Republic game and you don't really want to be doing that. They're the better of the two sides that we've got to play next. Uh, if they are the better of the two sides, just going off results and players, you don't want to put, be expected or desperate to get a point out of that game. You want to have a job done by then, in my opinion. And change half the team. I won't change a full team. I won't put a B side out. I won't put anything out, even um, against Czech Republic. I would go keep the momentum, keep the strength in the span. Maybe yeah. just give other people a run at that start a Grealish starter, someone that you think you're going to rely on later on. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. And obviously, it's a bit of a weird one, isn't it? Though because we play the winner or the runner up of uh, sorry, is it the runner up of the uh, the, the the group of group death, death if yeah. we go through, um, which is one of Germany, France, or Portugal. Um, I, 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 there was a bit of a debate in the Turfcast Facebook chat last night. We won't go into it. Um, but I put my I nailed my colours at mass there to say that I believe that um, the two teams that will get out of the group of death will be France and Portugal. Um, so we're going to have to play one of... Uh, yeah, so if, if, we, if, we, if we win Group D, which is what we're in, um, we face the second in Group F, which is going to be probably France or Portugal. If we finish second in Group D, we uh, will play second in Group E next. And then Group E is Sweden, Poland, Slovakia or Spain. Um, so it might. I don't want to throw a game, obviously. I'd like England to win um, the tournament by beating every possible side. But we all know what happens when we play You know, someone decent or normally what happens when we play someone decent is we end up struggling a little bit. So... I don't know though. I think I, th- I think we're better than Portugal. I think we're better than Germany. I don't think we're better than France. Um, but I think France will probably win the group, even though my bet a, a group accumulator says otherwise. But yeah, what, what would you obviously thinking ahead of the next round? Obviously, win the group and just just concentrate on whoever we get in the next round, or do you, or do you start thinking thinking tactically if you get the six I points? Think, I think you've got to think dirty. You gotta think tactically. I don't give a shit how we get to that final, whether it's by throwing out a reserve side uh, and you know sacrificing a point maybe to finish uh, because you know that you're gonna face a, a weaker side that's finished top of the group just by luck. Um, but statistically, you should say that the weaker side will be second. Let's win the group and let's play them because that's the way it is. But listen, we all know that you don't necessarily win these little tournaments in three games. Because or finish second, sorry, because you're the second best team. It can be a fluke or a goal or an own goal or something daft like that that can decide the things like these. So I think work it out on its merit and decide it then. But I genuinely don't give a shit if we finish second in this group as long as we get past that knockout phase. Yeah, yeah. Um, one final question in terms of Euro 2020 in England. Um, is it coming home? Sorry. Uh, 100%, mate. 100%. 100%. You think it's coming home? Do you genuinely think it's coming home or... Uh... I don't know. I panicked. around on the spot. My phone ringing. Um, in my opinion, <laughs> the knockout phase is as big a game as a final because of the group of death. The so teams that we have to play in there, the caliber of them teams. If you win that, you've won the whole thing potentially. But if you, I know it's not that because you've got to get through. But that's a real test. That because that's the kind yeah. of team you should be facing in the final, not in the fucking second phase. Yeah. So if. <sighs> I, I tell a lie. I just said that was my last question, but it's not. Um, take your England hat off then, or your Christian Rose hat off, should I say. No, keep your Christian Rose hat on if you want. Uh, <laughs> who, who, who do you generally believe is going to win it? Uh, have you got any... We'll get into bets in a minute before we discuss bets. I do want to ask you that. But have you got a bet on for the winner that you put on at the start of the tourney? I didn't put any bets on this tournament. Um, I looked at France as a massive... Yeah, I think France for me. I, I I've got a tenor on France to win it outright, just so, because if France turn up, 
they're gonna they're better than every side in my opinion uh, you're 11 on the pitch they're better than every side obviously football doesn't work out like that so you know anything can happen um but yeah i think if france turn up they should beat anybody in this tournament for me they should do but i watched them and i thought they didn't look as good as i expected i think germany looked terrible at the back france didn't look much better at the back but germany were crap striking i mean how many shots they missed is unbelievable um but yeah, for me, France have got this team to go on and win it. Like you, like you said, mate, let's see if they perform it. Um, I don't think you can throw Portugal out of it because of the yeah. 11. I think it's a strong mm. 11, that. And uh, Cristiano Ronaldo is a born winner, mate. I don't give a shit. He can drag a team through anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, and obviously, you've got Bruno. Yeah, you've got Bruno there. You've got some. They were good. I do think they're way better than Portugal. Honestly, I do think if we okay. get Portugal, I said that in two thousand and four. Um, but still, and two thousand and six when they beat us again, I think it was, wasn't it? Um, I think they're a better side now than what they are then. Um, but I still think that I, I still think we should we should beat Portugal. But I know that that doesn't really work like that with England games. Um, so They've do you have any culture though? Aren't they? Do you know what yeah, I mean? There's yeah. a lot to be said for that. And Ronaldo's Ronaldo's at the heart of it, like you say, though. He's instilled that. I think this is probably his last major tournament. He might squeeze into the next World Cup because he's just an absolute beast. Um, but, um, yeah, well, I think, like you say, he's instilled that nature into them. And, and then now you've got the players like Bruno, who's class, and, and even um, Patricio in the net. You've got Yotta as well. And you've got some quality players there. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. But it's looking like they are going to finish second in the group, in my opinion, because France are in there. However, having said that, I just mentioned bets. I did put a uh, a group accumulator on. I do like a group accumulator in these tournaments. Um, and I actually went for Portugal in Group F simply because they had the easier game to start with. So I thought momentum, to get a bit of momentum. France could easily draw against Germany. Yeah. The momentum, momentum's a big thing in football. I don't know if I ever mentioned that. Don't know if I ever mentioned that. Um, but I went for Italy with Group A. They looked good against um, what I thought were going to be a decent Turkey outfit, but they were very poor. Uh, Belgium. Really I forgot yeah, why Belgium. They were so good against Turkey, sorry. Yeah, they were. It's uh, Italy are going under the radar. That's why we've not mentioned it, because they've gone under my radar as well. Nobody's tipped them for the, the title. And nobody's really talking about them before the tournament. Even after they beat um, what is a decent Turkey side, who were quite poor on the day, but Italy made them look poor. People still aren't really talking about them. There's a couple of Italy flags on my estate, by the way, which I'm not happy about. Um, must be an Italian family. Is there, um, um, it's true that they haven't lost in 20-odd games as well. Uh, I think so, yeah. But um, I'm not sure. Obviously, that'll be for the qualifiers and the World Cup qualifiers, obviously. Um yeah, they've, they've struggled to actually qualify for some major tournaments recently, haven't they? I've just seen one of the best saves of the tournament. What, from the Finland-Russia game? What happened? Talk us through it. Finland-Russia's just got body after body. He's put it right in the corner, but he's got the whole net to aim for, so the keeper's had to wait for the shot. He's blindsided, and he's got down to the bottom left-hand corner. And what It was just... It probably doesn't look as good on a replay later on but in real time that was a joke of a save what a save that was so is that the Finnish goalkeeper the Finnish goalkeeper still 1-0 Russia but they should have scored great save should have scored should have scored um, going back to my group Akabets so I've got Italy group A Belgium group B I think these two are nailed on they're nailed on uh, Netherlands group C now they laboured to victory but Lit. I still think they're in that group because they were two in the lot weren't they threw it away 2-2 two, two. Then they came back and won. Uh, England Group D, of course, got to rep the boys. Spain Group E, now that's the one that I'm worried about. Possibly. But there's, there's everyone else in that group were diabolical. And then yeah. I went, because because every single one I went for favourite, and I thought, it's going to be shit odds this. So I stuck Portugal to win Group uh, F. And actually, Germany were favourites to, favourites, no, France were favourites, then Germany, then it was Portugal. Yeah, I was well, very surprised by that. Very surprised by that. Germany, Germany are just a name. They are they are very poor. They're in they're a side in transition. They might come back for the Qatar World Cup next year. They might England. start winning stuff again. They are England 2000 to 2004, where we were just having to. Yeah, get rid of one you, side you, of you've got you've got to do it. Uh, every, you, you, obviously, if sport goes in cycles. Germany are at that side of the cycle now, as I think Spain are as well. To be fair, that they're starting it, whereas Germany are right in the middle of it, where yeah. you just. 
you're swapping everything over. You, you've got to work out everything that's coming next, and you're just a bit shit, basically. Uh, I think Germany go out in the groups, um, and I think Portugal hopefully win it because then that's Portugal and Spain are the two there that are worrying me. So did you say you've not got any, like, bets on any group? Because oh. that's, not, that's not like you. No, I do love a flutter, but I didn't uh, I didn't put anything on this uh, Euros. I was kind of just excited to watch it year by year. And usually I kind of have football on as a habit, if I'm honest yeah. with you. Thursday night, oh, United are playing Fulham. All right, go on, I'll put tenner on it to make it interesting. But I'm not buzzing for the game. I've not even thought about betting. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, I'm just going to wait till the group hackers done, then I'll start doing some individual game hackers as the knockout games start. Anything you want to add on the Euros before we move on to the Burnley chat? Random part, that Random. slightly off topic of football, but not much. Who's ringing me again, Louis? Um, did you see when Cristiano Ronaldo moved them Coca-Cola bottles? Yes, that was funny. And then he said, some agua, which means drink water. Yeah, and have you seen what that's done to Coca-Cola's brand? Yeah, the shares have gone down. Four that's, billion. That's the, that's the, that, I didn't know it that much. Four billion pound shares dropped four billion after Cristiano Ronaldo gesture to drink water. That is the power of this man. Yeah, sensational. Um, although um, Cristiano is right, drink water. It's far more healthy for you. Uh, don't be drinking coke. Um, I'm not sure, like you say, that, that you know Coca's paid all this money to sponsor this tournament. Really? They're going to be livid. Oh, They're going to be saying to UEFA like. I want some reimbursement here, probably because yeah. they need it now. Now they've lost a lot of money. But they should be saying, like, you need to drill it into your representatives and the people that are going to be at, at these things to not do stupid stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, fair play to, to You know what, though? We need more like that because we've got kids, mate. And if, if their superstar is saying drink water, not Coca-Cola, instead of being on the front of a Pepsi Max can, like the other superstar that is Messi, then... I don't think that's a negative thing. However, if you're in shares, buy fucking Coca-Cola because it's only going to come back up. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Um, although what did make me laugh is um, he says drink agua and he moves this thing out of the way, um, this cork out of the way. Um, but I've I've lost, the, I don't know where the image is, but he used to do ads for Coca-Cola. There we go. That's probably why he's being a dick. Yeah, I reckon that's what it is. I reckon the is it the 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 I don't know. Something happened with him and Cork, and uh, they decided they didn't want to sponsor him anymore or whatever. And he's he's got in the mood. But at least he's at least he's turned that negative energy into a positive message because drinking water is is definitely um, a positive message. But unless you've you've said your random thing, anything else you want to add in before we move on to to Burnley? No, no. Not much to chat about Burnley, but one thing I do want to mention is we've been going on about the Turf Cash shop opening for quite a while. Keep, please keep your eyes on social media over the next couple of days because we have our first bit of stock. These Burnley bar runners, beer mat things. Um, so they will be £18 available on the Turf Cash shop. And if you are a subscriber to the Patreon channel, you will be getting a, um, what's the word? Are you get money off? Discount. Brain freeze. Discount. You'll be getting a discount. As that was always part of the deal. I didn't want to throw it in there because you said, no, I don't get a discount. I get like a... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, you'll be, you can get a discount. I can't remember what I, what I said. Is it 10, 15, 20? I can't remember. It's all in the details of the Patreon account. So if you do want to get this at a discounted price and also get your podcasts early and your vodcasts early and more stuff to come soon as the new season starts, um, then please sign up to the Patreon. Another thing... Um, obviously, new season, new sponsor. We won't be continuing our uh, sponsorship with Pitch Sport anymore. Um, thank you. It's been uh, they, they've been fantastic to us. They've been here for what two and a half years nearly now. They've been fantastic, but both of us wanted to go in a different sort of direction. Uh, so we will be looking for new sponsors in time for the new season. So if you do know anybody um, that wants to, you know, chuck some money at us to help the cause. Tell them to get in touch, and we'll sort things out. There's sort of like different packages and different sort of things available. So. Uh, if you want a business, um, it's always good to, to 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 touch base with us, and we'll be able to get your brand everywhere. Um, watched by several thousand people a week are, are on Facebook. So um, yeah, get in touch if you want that. But anyway, let's start on the Burnley chat. And now, as I mentioned at the start of this show, uh, the news that we all kind of expected yesterday when the rumours were coming out that um, Villa wanted to speak to Ashley Young. Of course, Burnley been looking at Ashley Young. 
He's been uh, speaking to our representatives. Apparently, he was he was keen on the Burnley move. It was a move back to the northwest that he was very keen on, and a move back to England. Uh, but the news brought yesterday, or the rumours brought yesterday, should I say, that Villa were interested in bringing him back to, to Villa Parks. Obviously, he used to play for Villa, uh, and we all know that Villa have got a bit more money than Burnley, so they could just come in, say, "Look, you used to play for us. You obviously still like us. Come back, and we'll double the wages that Burnley have offered." But that's exactly what's happened because. David Anderson, uh, who works for the Daily Mirror, uh, who brought the news about Ashley Young coming to Burnley, to be fair, uh, says Ashley Young is ready to turn down Burnley and rejoin Aston Villa. Young had a productive talks. Uh, sorry, Young had productive talks with Burnley at the end of last week and was very keen on the move to Turf Moor, but his mind has been changed by Villa. And like I said, everybody expected it as soon as we heard that Villa were involved. Yeah. Um it's a difficult one, and a lot of people. Were, it was met with negativity. I found this rumor. Of, I uh, found it was about fifty-fifty. Yeah, the well, young to Burnley rumor. It was met with some uh, too much for my liking. At the end of the day, yeah. the guy just played a full season and won Serie A. I don't. It's irrelevant what your age is if you're still doing it. Uh, if, yeah, you're him, if you're getting on a five-year contract at thirty-five, absolutely argue the toss. But I don't even think you can argue that we're going to get a year or a two-year out of a player that. He's still doing it. That that's it just baffles my mind. It's a, it would have been a great signing if we could have pulled it through. Yeah, and apparently it was coming um as a winger. Uh, that was the rumour that he was coming as a winger. Um we are very short what on winger. wingers. Yeah. Yeah. So that that would have been a good move. And he's like you say, he's just won Syria. Inter Milan wanted to keep him. He played um, it near enough, I think. Yeah, I think he played 34 games off the top of my head. I can't remember. That might be wrong. Apologies to Kevin, it is. But he's just done the business. He's just won Serie A, uh, which is you know, uh, still a very good league. It might not be because it was in the 90s, but it's still a very good league uh, with some quality. Obviously, beating the likes of AC Milan and, and Cristiano Ronaldo's Juventus to the title. Um, and then Burnley fans don't want him here. Um, it baffles my mind, honestly. And then when you look at the Villa fans reacting to it, Villa fans who have higher ambitions than us and have more money than us, they're all buzzing with it. They're like, oh, brilliant. He's got all this experience. It can come in. He's versatile. Why don't we think like that? Every single person that you that you that Burnley are linked with, there's always some negativity. And even if it was just for his experience, he'd have brought in... Like several titles won in England and Italy. He'd have brought the experience of that. He'd have brought the experience of playing for his country. Why is that? That that's just good to have around all the younger kids. Dwight could have learned from him and stuff like that. It'd have been it'd have been it'd have been brilliant. I am I am a little bit annoyed we missed out on it. I thought he'd have been a good signing. Yeah, and I don't think it's the lack of trying in this attempt. I'm not going to say you know like usually you say oh fucking hell, Burnley put the money down on the table. From from what we're reading, it seems like there were two offers there. He took one. Yeah, yeah, I think I agree. It don't look, don't look like, like you say, it's Burnley haven't offered enough. It is. It looks a case of these are decent, fair enough. I like these. All oh, these lads that I used to play with, they're 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 back and they have offered me a bit more as well. To be fair, so I'm going to go there. So, uh, yeah, uh, not for want of trying. And uh, let's take the positives out of it. It's good to see us active in the transfer market at this stage of the season. We might not have got it over the line, but it's good to see us active because normally at this stage of the season you hear at Absolutely, fuck all. So it's good to see that we have heard something um, at this point. Yeah, massively. I'm buzzing with it to start it. And like you said, we usually on the last few days thinking, is anyone fucking coming in or what? But um, and then they always have some poor sod stood outside Turf Moor, even though nothing's happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you, yeah, that must be like in the Sky Sports news sort of like yeah, you've got the shift uh, rotor. Yeah, when you get that email, I must think, please not Burnley. Please not Burnley. James Collins, Burnley. Oh, for fuck. And then everyone that like, gives them shit in kitchen, it's staff room or whatever. Yeah, the book must be gutted. Um, fixtures came out today, though. There's not really much news when it comes to Burnley, apart from Ashley Young's rejected us. And the fixtures came out. I don't know about you, Simon, but the fixture list, five, ten years ago, you were buzzing for it. And obviously, it's because we were new in the Premier League and then we got relegated. Then we come back, oh my God, when do we play Man United? I genuinely couldn't give a shit now. Honestly, I didn't. I didn't even know until friend of the podcast Joey Shilly messaged me like two days ago. I was like, "Fixture out on Wednesday, aren't they? Just want to put some content out on Turfcast." I was like, "Yeah, I'll just, I'll just wait until they come out, mate, and then announce them there." But it's, it's not something that bothers me anymore, to be honest. No, like you said, I remember. I think Daz Bentley did a thing today, didn't he, on Twitter and Facebook? Yeah, I'd honestly, normally I'd have been well up for yeah, that. I'd have been on big telly, brew everything, yeah. but I didn't even watch it. But I'd, that's not to do with the production side of it or anything or or, or whatever. I just I'm just not asked about the fixtures anymore. No, 
I did the same thing that probably you did because I was in my queue at Starbucks getting my coffee this morning, having a quick browse through at nine o'clock. Uh, and the exact by the time I'd worked out what games we were the key games, you tweeted it saying Easter, New Year's yeah, Day, Boxing uh, Day. My brain works probably about a similar speed to yours, then to be fair. I'd just dropped the little lad off at nursery and I looked at my clock on me on my car, uh, uh, on me on my Ferrari. And um, it just it said it said eight fifty eight. Oh shit! Fixes it now. So I had to pull up on like whatever road it is, and then quickly quickly tweet it out. And then people don't know how much hard work goes into Turfcast. I'm pulling into lay bars to tweet stuff for you guys to work out the fixtures, and then put little emojis next to them and all that That's stuff. Hard to fit the emojis. Yeah, yeah, it is because I don't know every time because you've got that new thing where you type it in and it comes up. Never get off it. Yeah, you can never get off it. And I'll start typing again. Like, and then we will play and nothing's there. And I've yeah, written it all in bloody emoji search bar. Fucking winds me up. So I'm there we go. All, all the time. Winds me up. Um, but anyway, Brighton, opening day of the season. Big three points for the Clarets to start with or or not. Um, fingers crossed it is. But Brighton on the opening day of the season. These are the headlines. Then Liverpool for the first away game. That's good. Get it out of the way. Having said that, we've had a good record at Liverpool recently. Obviously not lost in the last two seasons there. And then Leeds at home. So the first three fixtures, Brighton at home is winnable. Um, I don't want to sit here you know, two months before the season starts and act all cocky and confident because obviously I know I just said that, but I was joking. Um, but, you know, it's a winnable game. Liverpool, we've had a good record there recently, but it probably is going to be a defeat. Get that out of the way then. Then we're not to play on the last day of the season when we when we need to get something. And then Leeds, um, all right, they you know they dispatched of us twice last season, but it's still in my eyes uh, uh, what can be a winnable game. Leeds can be slow starters, not on really under Bielsa. They're obviously a very good side who finished 10th or 8th or whatever they finished last season, but it's anyone apart from the top six for me at home. Uh, is a winnable game, and I'll always say that no matter how good they are. So what do you make of them opening three fixtures then? Uh, Brighton, yeah, um, I, I fancy them. Uh, fancy us against them, sorry. And then, like you said, Liverpool agree with that. The Leeds at home with a Nick Pope in goal, you know, providing he's fit and back. Yeah, good point. I forgot, I forgot Pope were injured for that game off the top of my head. Uh, I just blanked you know, out my head. That's a different game. Second season syndrome, kicking in maybe, hopefully, for Bielsa. Um Let's see what happens with that one. But I, I'm like you, mate. The fixtures are the fixtures. It doesn't matter really which order they come in. Just take the positives out of what you can. Yeah, you've got to play. You've got to play them all at some point, haven't you, to be fair? Um, but the key fixtures are, as just mentioned, Liverpool um, for the first away game, Brighton for the first home game. On Boxing Day, we've got Everton. Um, as, my, Everton. I know, as my dad lovingly reminded me this morning, last time we played Everton at home on Boxing Day, we lost 5-0. We always get him around that time because my uncle's an Everton fan and I always invite him over at Christmas like, around them games. It's always the week, that sort of week. Yeah, yeah. It's always a, It always tends to be close-ish games on Boxing Day, doesn't it? Because well, apparently there's so a you thing travel. you don't have to travel two hours or something. Yeah, yeah, so you can yeah. travel. Um, I think I think the likes of Plymouth and Carlisle might, you know, always get a bit shanked with that because they're miles away from anywhere, but that's their own fault. Um, West Ham away on Easter weekend. <laughs> West Ham away on Easter weekend. Leeds away New Year's Day, um, and then Newcastle home on the final game. Yeah, I'm happy with that. I'm happier than being a Plymouth fan because that would be my own fault where I live. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it is. You choose to live there. Um, but yeah, I, I don't suppose you've anything. Anything else? And Nathan Collins' rumor I I saw recently. Uh, apparently, we were going to offer twelve million quid. Um, and um, Stoke were ready to accept it, but that was last week, and I've heard nothing since. No, I I, it's a difficult one, isn't it? Because we, we don't want to be left in a Ben Gibson scenario where you're buying a player who knows he's not going to play, but you might spend £12 million on a, on a championship player, he wants to play. Um, so who's he taking out as well? Because they're the two strongest positions we've got, really. I know we need a centre back, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that, but we need a third centre back. Um, yeah. Sean Dash still not signed his contract after rumours. Yeah, well, obviously, we're going to move on to that next. Um, what's going on, Sean? Obviously, chances are he's in Portugal. I was just um, say, every, everybody's in Portugal. So that, that's that's my guess. Um, but yeah, the rumours the rumors came the other week that uh, Sean Dash was ready to sign a new contract and he was in negotiations with Burnley despite interest from the likes of Palace, uh, Wolves... I heard some rumours that he had an interview with Tottenham. That's probably a lot of bollocks. 
Um, but um, yeah, so it's good to see that they were then in discussions. And then the rumours came out that Sean Dyche is, is signing it. Six million pound a year. His money's gone up because uh, he was on seventy-five pound a week, uh, and it's now one hundred and fifteen grand. Uh, seventy-five pound, seventy-five thousand pound a week, and, uh, and now I'm he's on. Yes, <laughs> yeah. And now he's on one hundred and fifteen thousand pound a week. Um, of course, though, as uh, one of the uh, followers on Twitter. Pointed out to me, can't remember your name. Apologies. Um, he used to get uh, like a two two million pound survival bonus as well, didn't he? Yeah. Um, so if he still has that survival bonus as well as the hundred and fifteen grand a week, then it's a big, big pay rise. If if they've got rid of the survival bonus and it's just hundred and fifteen grand a week, then it works out a little bit more, but not much more. Um, but obviously, the money's in the bank then, isn't it? He doesn't need to stay up. Um, so he might be thinking that way. But obviously, if he's ready to sign it, or he probably already has signed it, or, or will have signed it, I've just realised my cupboard's open behind me. That's annoying me. Um, then they, they won't even announce it yet until he's back. And obviously, they might have physically agreed to it over the phone, but they might have not physically wrote onto the contract yet because he's in Portugal. Like, a lot of people seem to be getting a bit arsey on Twitter and going, oh, why has he not signed it yet? Why has he not signed it yet? Because he's probably still on holiday, basically. Yeah. I mean, I don't really know how these contract things work. I don't think it's, um, in, you know, an immediate problem because he's already under contract. If it's verbally yeah. agreed, then, you know, I'll sign it when I come back on Jan July the 8th, I believe, is the day they all return. Um, and then I'd sign that, but... 150 like if, he, if he's on 75 now and he's going up to 100 grand a week, can you really see Burnley paying 100 grand a week for a manager in the past no even now I, 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 well I, we don't know what the new ball's like yet do we this, this will be the first time that they've offered somebody a wage so this might just this could be a sign of maybe pushing the boat out a bit more because obviously well, they, Sean Dyche was always the highest paid person at the club and evidently still is yeah um Matt's had but a then, new contract like, while they've been back. Sorry? Matt Lawton's had a new contract while they've been back. Has he? Right. Didn't know that. Obviously, I forgot. I, I remembered yeah. it. Um, I forgot. Um, I don't know. I don't know then. Interesting. Interesting. Um, what did Matt? What did, Matt's was a, just a two-year extension, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, a year extension. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, it'd be interesting. Obviously, Matt will know more. Get on to him. No, I'm joking. Uh, Matt will know more and uh, how they deal with the uh, But he's obviously he's our main asset at the end of the day, isn't it? So if you can't push the boat out for Dice, then you can't push the boat out for anybody, really. So um, they're the rumours. Um, hopefully he signs it soon or when he comes back. I'd like to see a picture of him in the Algarve holding a contract up like that uh, with, with a pen in, in, his, in his top pocket. Like, right. Just announce it like that. Darren, if you're listening, Darren Bentley, yeah. media manager, if you're listening... Fly out to Algarve. Yeah, yeah. Just, just a picture of him on a golf course. His bag's next thing because he's just turned around to do that. That's all you need. They'll wait till the fucking Burnley Football Club brand of golf bag arrives before they yeah. do that. <laughs> They'd have it on the on the uh, course with him. Yeah, yeah. Um, is there anything else happening in the world of Burnley? Just, obviously, everyone's on holiday, so not much is happening. So, No, I think that is it, my friend. Uh, one... I can't remember the. Well, it's something to do. It's something that sounds like cork. Cork. Uh, Ascot Thursday. Chris Wood and all them lot who have a horse. It's racing in the Ascot. In the Ascot. In the Ascot races. In yeah, know. it's Ascot this week. It's Ascot week. Um, as I'm aware, because I work at William Earl, it's been a mad week at work. Thankfully today I've got a day off. Um, I'll look out for that one though, because obviously their 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 yard is. Turf more more turf racing, isn't it? So you'll be able to find it quickly on there if if you just search. You know, while you have a quick attempt at that and a potential fail, like I don't know, I feel like you don't know enough about horse racing to be able to to get this and and bang it. No, no. Uh, well, it's not breathalyzer anymore because I believe they've sold that one, so it won't be breathalyzer. It's something that sounds like Gorky. They've got a few horses. I tell you what, though, it'll be all over social media because at the races, Sky Sports Racing Channel. Uh, they'll clock them at Ascot. They'll interview them all. If if they're all back, they could be watching from Portugal. I don't know. Uh, and they'll interview and they'll clip it out. We'll put it up so we will all see it. What I will say is something running in an Ascot race yesterday called Vintage Clarets was 25 to 1, ended up finishing third. Uh, someone tweeted it. 
Um, I can't remember who it was. Apologies again. <laughs> I'm useless. Um, someone tweeted it saying, oh, Vintage Claret's going to stick some money on this. And, and it came in. Well, each way it came in. £12.50 of a free bet uh, for the, I think it was a girl, um, for, for, for the lady. So happy days. So any luck, Simon, while I blag? Uh, basically, what the problem is, is I can't find how to go to tomorrow's races. It's just showing me today every time I click on As Royal Ascot. Do you know what racing it's in? Uh, do you know which race it's in? I feel like there's a one o'clock time that's in my mind. I, I've literally... No, the, the, first, the, first, the first one's at half two. Oh, right. Oh, it's not that then. Um, it's tomorrow and it's got the word cork in it. Right, we'll put that out on socials then. I think I think that's how we'll we'll get out of this. Uh, we'll put we'll put that one on socials then. Um, but that's it then for this week's episode of Turfcast Podcast. We are going to be doing more Euro stuff in the coming weeks. Obviously, at the end of the second round, we'll try and get one boxed off. Won't always be on Thursdays like this one's going to be released on Thursday for the usual people. Obviously, if you're a, a Patreon then it's going to be out pretty much now. I'm going to finish this conversation with Simon, box it off, send it to you guys so you can all get it. Uh, happy days. And then, um, yeah, just keep your eyes out on the social media channels for uh, when the next ones will be coming out because there won't be much warning. It'll just be a case of big Euros game. Let's box a podcast off uh, and then go from there. Um, hopefully, football comes home soon, but you'll see us before then. Simon, you're looking confused. He's still looking. He's still searching. Yeah, sorry. It looked like I'm scowling at the camera, but I'm not scowling behind the camera. Yeah, yeah. Well, Simon's not going to find it. As I said, I expected him to fail. Um, he's failed. Um, so we'll put it out on social media over the next uh, tomorrow. We'll put it out tomorrow morning. So if you're listening to this on Thursday morning, you want to see what their boys' horse race is called and what, what it's racing in, if you want to back it, uh, then feel free to do so on our social media channel. That's it from me. That's it from Simon. Bye. And then we will see you soon for more Euros and Burnley chat. Podcast Network. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates have already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.